Dalkantair, Captain of the Cardinal, requesting immediate assistance. We are under assault by Elven forces. Repeat, we are under assault by Elven forces. Engines failed. Life support is critical. Descent towards Segojan and catastrophic impact are inevitable. Requesting assistance from any vessel in range. We are a civilian craft. There are over 60 working citizens of the UFSS on board with their families. This is not a war vessel. Repeat, this is not a war vessel. The elves are moving on Segojan. We need assistance. We need... Hey everyone, welcome to Super Quest Saga, the show where we here at the Dungeon Cast get online and play some Dungeons and Dragons. My name is Will Stark and I shall be your chaotic dungeon master for this evening. <laughs> Joining me as always is... Josh Reeling, playing Sebastian Crenshaw, half-orc paladin. I have your special guest, Jake, playing Persephone Gold Petal, the fur bulk druid. Uh, I'm Brian. I'm a wizard in space. Wizard! No. Mostly true. Yeah. It's Echo. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. And it's been a while. And it's, it's Interlude 5, guys. It's the fifth Interlude. Oh, yeah. And yeah, uh, that's true. a lot has gone on. So last we left hey. you guys, um, you guys had narrowly escaped Outlaw's Horizon um, from the local law enforcement after having beaten two of the freelancers, the Mystic and the Fury, and after having uh, returned from your, I'm not sure how long, uh, ex exploration in hell. Which he did oh, retrieve yeah. Primna from. So no yeah. one's quite sure. Yeah. Scientists can't really determine the <laughs> length of time warps. Didn't you say it was only like a week? Yeah, I was gonna say it was only like yeah, it was like about a week or so. It was nothing yeah. crazy. Yeah, nothing yeah. too crazy. But yeah, so you guys, you guys made it back aboard the Brunhilda, made a made a jump for it, and um, you guys are pretty much on your way to. Um, oh my gosh, what was the name of that? Shardlar. Shardlar, Shardlar, that's it, Shardlar. Shardlar. You guys are on your way to Shardlar, but before we get there, we need to touch base with some characters and some things need to happen. Um, Sebastian, yeah. Um, during, I think, ever since, I think before you guys got to Psylog, uh, you had an agreement going on with the Iron Legion to uh, send in regular reports. Yes. Well, a lot of stuff's been going on. You haven't been able to send in your regular reports, so I mm -hmm. think that's where we're going to start. Okay. So our first thing opens in Sebastian's quarters, and you are having a hollow conference with Captain Arvin Davarax. Ooh. Now, it's been a while since we, we had Davarax on the show. As a reminder, Davarax, or Captain Arvin Davarax, is a Black Dragonborn officer um, with a grim face, a missing eye, uh, with an eye patch over it. He's got a cy cybernetic arm, uh, much like yours. Yeah. And uh, he's got just a altogether intimidating presence but you know him as the upstanding honorable man and he says to you <clears throat> Corporal Crenshaw it is a relief to hear from you your absence of reports and lack of sightings have become worrisome I'm glad to see you in good health greetings Captain Dabrax it's good hearing from you as well must ask before we get started here what's the status of the Iron Legion during this times of war he has a grim face when you ask him this. Um, but he seems genuinely happy to see you in good health. But he says, the war is its not going as well as we had hoped. <sighs> okay. Even even the coalition between multiple nations is struggling to match the might of the Elven Empire. Mm. But please, we could talk more of that later. Give me your report. Mayhap your experiences can shed light on the mysteries of the Empire's motives. 
Captain Abrex, here is a summary of the written report that I'm sending in to you per Article 12. Uh, just letting you know, after leaving the Athenium, we headed to Manzacore, deep into an illithid space, using the Aegis system that you helped fund for the Rohenda. It worked wonderfully, by the way. Once we reached there, we did find the Sahandrian um, that was piloted and captained by uh, Anador. There, we entered the Sahandrian, discovered the bodies of Anador and his other co-pilots and people on board. We also discovered a video showing an illithid ship being attacked and going through some sort of portal. This ship resembles the one that we have traveled in previously that I've mentioned to you before. <clears throat> and we also heard a recording from Anador, his last recording before his death. There he had mentioned that Zahn had, had betrayed them and then gave the Illithids classified information. And that it would, assist, it would spell doom for us all with what the Illithids planned on doing with this information. And also here we learned that there was a laboratory that Zahn worked at called the Egress Laboratories. So we set courses towards the Egress Laboratories. Once we, did, we discovered the Egress Laboratories, we found out there was numerous uh, experiments going on here, including uh, jet propulsion um, experiments using the, from Pulsar Dragons. They took apart Pulsar Dragon to study its, its information. I must say, I was looking at it, it's, it's unbelievable how that thing was set up. And I'm sure that uh, whatever they discovered could be some use. I actually have some information regarding that that I've shared with Watt, and I can share with the Iron Legion as well for propulsion reasons. Could be beneficial to us all. I see. Here at the Egress Laboratories, we also discovered numerous, as we refer to as Primina prototypes. Numerous vats of, I can't even explain these, these type of experiments. It was pretty grotesque in some cases. Um, but you can tell these were prior Priminas, it's, and then just didn't work out. Why here? We also got more information regarding Zahn. And then he had left us clues pointing us to the world of Shardlar. That, and then also that the Elven Emperor was seeking a hidden power in the lost city of Kadath. But he feels like by using that, he would spell doom for the whole galaxy. Then there is also an old god that is trying to unlock this power as well. So at this time, we decided to leave, but we also discovered there was a sleeper cell within our ranks. What? Carter. What? Yes. <laughs> Sorry? Carter. Who betrayed you? The one what known happened? As Carter. The one known as Carter. He was teamed up with the Illithids. But they weren't normal Illithids. They were corrupted in a way. They had this black, inky substance on them. I, I don't know why, but they were corrupted. And it just something corrupted Carter's mind, and he turned on us. And the Illithids attacked. This is truly really distressing news. Yeah, Simply look. don't recall. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talked about? <laughs> Luckily, we were able to fight through it, but unfortunately... Carter escaped. If I see him again, though, that would be a different ending to that story. I can tell you that. I can imagine it would be, boy. As we escaped, we are leaving another illithid ship, but these weren't the corrupted illithids. 
I guess you would call quote unquote normal illithids. I don't know if I've ever seen a normal illithid in my life. (laughs) Uh, I know. That's what I agree. That's why quote unquote compared to these corrupted ones, uh, they they showed up and they actually, (laughs) (laughs) they they showed up and uh, actually helped us escape. Really? I don't know. It's yes. It's very strange. Um, And then as we were leaving, they, uh, they, they mentioned some stuff to us. And they said that uh, they said that the child of the prime should leave and never return, and that a crawling chaos has taken too many and has now has the keys to Kadath, that lost city. And our only hope was to hide away. But I believe we still have a chance to stop this impending doom. On our, on our way out, we are hijacked and held captive by the Elven Empire. One of the six justice saints, yes, one of the six justice saints captured us in the tractor beam, pulled us in, and imprisoned us. I don't. And how did you escape? Oh, we lucked out. Someone was working inside the ship, a man named Echo. (laughs) A man named Echo, an elf, but a different type of elf. It was a different type of elf. It's like from my old world type elf. It's, it's very unique. I, I'm still trying to get some more information on all that. But he actually, he freed us from our cell. And then, unfortunately, Primina was held separately from us. And on our quest to search for her and save her, we discovered that she was already gone. Lord Satheros, which you may be familiar with from Outlaw's Horizon. Ooh, is he? Yeah. You know, um, yeah, yeah, he knows who he is. I think so, yeah, maybe a little bit, right? Yeah. Yes, I've heard Wait. the name. I haven't yes. had the honor of or uh, the luck of meeting his acquaintance. Uh, he could say, arm he, he, he says that with sarcasm. That he has like a distaste yeah. in his mouth for this. You should keep it that way. Yeah. I have stories about that guy. So she was rescued by this Lord Satros. How possible aboard the uh, elven vessel? Well, there was one time inside the virus bright that we had met Lord Satros. And he actually gave her a business card, said if, he ever, if she ever needed help, they'd call upon his name, which she did. And when we arrived to her room, the business card was there, but she was not. So, so we he, knew that she had taken her. He magicked her away somehow. That's impressive, yes. especially uh, considering the wards elves usually keep on their vessels. So what yes, happened sir. next? How did you retrieve her? So we decided to head to, it was said to, we decided to, head to, head to Outlaw's Horizons to see if we could locate him there. There we met up with Mr. Zasterbane Knight. Unfortunately, the Lord Satros was not there, but we explained the situation to Mr. Knight, and he informed us that Lord Satros would be in Kaboros at his palace. Okay, so... Um, Just dropping all the yeah. fucking truth bombs on I love it. <laughs> so when you say this... Uh, yeah. Davrex's eyes widen, but he doesn't say anything. He's going to yeah, let you keep gotta, talking. At this point, we asked for Mr. Knight's assistance to see if he could help us save Primina. And he agreed to send us to Kaboros and show us through the Void Harrow and up to Lord Satoros' palace. After traveling through hell, we did arrive to the palace, only to discover that Lord Satoros was not there anymore, but Primina was. We had to go through some stuff, but we actually eventually ended up inside the palace... And sure enough, Primina was set to become his bride. But she could not wait to get out. So we put together a little something, headed on out, 
and on our way out through a portal, Lord Satteros showed up, and we had to battle it out. And before we could finish, Archduke Ramazal appeared to stop the confrontation. Eyes widen again. And at this point, he spoke to Lord Satteros and said that he needed to let Primina go because she would bring doom to all of hell if she stayed. Which makes me believe that whatever powers are searching for Primina has hell scared as well. At this point, Lord Ramazal spoke to us, said that he would let us go, let us live, and we were able to return to Alos Horizon. And yes, before you ask, the chaos at Hawking Harbor was us. <laughs> I thought it Which you may have heard of, horrible. but you understand, yeah, yes. on our way out, we had to evade authorities. You did what you had to do, I yeah. understand that. Sorry for the chaos, but it's, it's one of those things where we had to. I will and, see. Uh, now, now we're headed to Shardlar to see what kind of mysteries we can unfold there, what kind of weapon that supposedly Zahn is creating or had created there at Shardlar. I just hope that we can make it there before Carter and the Illithids, because I believe Carter has the same information we have, if he remembers it. Well, Corporal Crenshaw, and uh, we hadn't received a report for you in a few weeks. I had assumed you had gone underground, simply <sighs> been captured. Seems oh, uh, sir. a whole lot more than that has happened. I wow, it's been a whirlwind for sure. It's like a lot. <laughs> it was it's, all it's, the things you said. Yeah, it's it's a lot to take so, in. Uh, I have more than a few questions. Carter, yeah, Carter sure. So Carter betrayed the party, the human. Um, Correct. And he serves the Illithids. He's working with them. And I think yet, whatever corrupted the Illithids had corrupted his mind as well. You think this is tied to this this power that the Emperor's looking for, or this this old god you mentioned in your? I think from so. Zahn's I think reports? the old. I think the old god is the one who's corrupting them. I could be wrong, but that's how I'm taking this. And then he's using them as pawns to unlock this power to get to Kadath. For the last couple of months, all illicit activity has ceased, and all reports mm. along the border have gone silent. You think the that we could expect the illicits to attempt to take advantage of the current situation going on with the war? We had they assumed them to be neutral. Uh, it's hard to say. They've stayed neutral, but. If there's the right opening, I think they may take it. I'll say this. Um, if you were aboard the Amleth Hana and Maldaria ship, um, we heard reports that it was yes. forced to retreat after an immense battle. Yes, so, that is the one, sir. Interesting. So the most disturbing part of your tale is your expedition to the place called Kaboros. Now, in my long tenure at the church, I have come to know the name of this place. Are you to tell me that you actually traversed and returned from one of the hells? Yes, along with the help from Mr. Knight and Persephone and Echo, we survived this trip. How how by dominion did you survive? Many times I ask myself the same thing. I'm not sure. And this lord of this hell, this uh, Ramazal, he just let you leave? 
<laughs> Rockwell, <laughs> I was waiting for this question. <laughs> dice time, dice time. Yeah. Dice time. Yikes, Scoob. Oh shit, Ooh, dice wee. time. Um, are you gonna lie? Are you gonna tell the truth? What are you gonna do? I I'm gonna lie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, Go ahead and no, give me that lie. Tell him that, yeah, after his conversations with the Lord of Ramazal, he let us leave with our lives. It's not entirely like. Give me a deception check. I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna roll against it with a perception or an insight check. Three left. Oh, fourteen. <laughs> You beat me, didn't you? I rolled a 12 plus 3, bro. Oh! <laughs> okay. <laughs> he stares at you for a moment, and his eyes begin to narrow. His one Cor eye. His one eye, you're right. His one eye narrows. Yeah, yeah. He's like, what the grump are you talking about? <laughs> Corporal, Corporal Crenshaw, this yeah, is sure. an exceedingly grim and serious matter. I need you to tell me now and to tell me truthfully. Are you still a free and faithful follower of Dominion and the Legion? Or have you consigned your filthy to some other fell power? You can you can lie again. He he has not he has not given away yeah. that he disbelieves. He knows you. or he yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> Sebastian, weave your web. Son. <laughs> <laughs> weave it. Keep weaving that pretty pretty web. <laughs> Ooh, I'm trying to be what I want to do here, man. That's Stack these one. lies like blocks. <laughs> Brian, you're not Carter anymore. Stop it. <laughs> Stack these lies like blocks. That's great. Uh, like a Ooh. dice tower. Stack them. And watch them fall. And watch them fall. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You got it? Guy. I got it. I think. Uh, just like many others that follow Dominion. I search for more power. Oh. <laughs> okay, continue. And at this point, the only way we can end this conflict and save the galaxy is for, for me to gain more power. And by doing so, I'm here to, to serve the Iron Legion still, but with this additional power to protect all those around me and end this threat of this crawling chaos. Okay. And send every soul we kill straight to hell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dabrick says, You fool. Do you oh. not see what you have done? You have mm -hmm. exchanged your potential for ambition and mastery to nothing but slavery to a power you cannot define or control. You have turned your back on the Legion by doing this. I'm here to serve I the am, Legion. I'm helping the Legion. I am forced. I'm afraid I am forced to report this to the officers above me. And this is out of my hands now, Sebastian. Oh, no. I have this nothing more to say. And he ends his call. And you are oh, left shit. in silence. <laughs> Goddamn you awful character. I thought something hey, no. was going to yeah. happen. I just wasn't sure it was going to be that. But yeah, yeah. Shit's, there it's, it is. shit's gonna there are gonna be repercussions we're oh, even yeah, more fugitives oh, yeah, no. <laughs> you guys can't make and friends it, anywhere no. <laughs> and in your shame you <laughs> raise rise up, <laughs> up. <laughs> so is there anything else you want to do during that day during this time before we move on to the next scene 
Um, Sit in the dark. Think about your decisions. Cry yeah. in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, uh, yeah, kind of just meditate, really kind of take in all this stuff that he's um, he's experienced, man, all this stuff that he's taken on upon himself. He He's... Sebastian, as as Josh, Sebastian's have made a lot of bad choices, but <laughs> stepping into the the character, <laughs> he's doing it with a mindset. He's doing it for the greater good and yeah. what's best for everybody. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, it, I it's think, a complex. You know, it's a complex yeah. decision. It's not black or white. I get so, it. So, so Sebastian, he's going to you know meditate on this and and continue to convince himself this is the right path to take. Okay. This is what he needs to do to save, to save Primina, mm-hmm. to save the world, mm-hmm. to maybe find a way home. You know, he, he, right. he feels like he has to take certain steps to get to this point. So right. he's going to meditate and take in all this and really just trying to, to, to let all that sink in. Absolutely. Okay. Well, so for this next scene, we're going to visit Sebastian at night in his dreams as Ooh. Lord Ramazal, one would assume, Ooh. sends you a vision. Sebastian, you find yourself atop a hill amidst a battlefield of ancient medieval design. Around you are strewn the bodies of the fallen, mangled, and bloody. Smoke fills a blood-red sky, and the sound of marching boots fills the air. Below you, at the foot of the hilltop, stands an army of faceless soldiers, and they march against you. In unison, they charge, spear and swords raised, coming to claim you. And within your chest, you feel the swell of exhilaration. You reach out your hand to your side and you summon forth a blade of smoke and fire. Alone, you charge down the hill, hitting the frontline soldiers like a storm hitting a stack of papers. The soldiers scatter before you and with your infernal blade, you sweep and strike, killing dozens on either side of you. And as you do this and your sword passes through their armored bodies like a hot knife through butter, your eyes burn out their eyes burn out in black smoke those who stand in your way are tinder and you are the flame the bodies of the dead lay about you the bodies of your enemies elves men illithid warforged all with burnt out eyes and the and a voice from the sky is heard you will give me souls Mm. and you awaken in a cold sweat <laughs> oh, chills! Oh. Ripping tears, <laughs> heavy metal. you wake up to the thrum of guitars. Yes. <laughs> you wake up to the Doom Eternal soundtrack. So, Sebastian, yeah. you have you've leveled up, my dude. You are now level eleven. You want to tell our Ooh. audience about it? All right, so I took a level as a Hexblade. Um, so things are changing. Of course, you know, I switch over from Oathbreak or from, you know, uh, que- or Conquest mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to Oathbreaker now. Right. So things have changed quite a bit. My spell list looks completely different. Um, uh, as a Hexblade, I gained stuff. I think last episode we had talked about what I gained with the Oathbreaker. Right. Uh, so for the Hexblade, I now have the Hexblade's Curse, which as a bonus as- action, I can choose one creature within 30 feet of me and curse it for one minute. And there's different things I can do to it as uh, like gain bonus da- to damage rolls against the cursed target. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> or I can curse on many uh, attack against the creature is on a 19 or 20 is a critical. 
Ooh. Um, God damn, yeah. dude, you fucking things up. <laughs> uh, and if it, it dies, you know, I uh, you regain hit points equal to your warlock level pl- plus your charisma modifier. Oh, getting so it's not that much right essence. now. Only, yeah, so um, yeah, so that that's the big one right now with with the hex blade. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, the the spell list changed quite a bit. Oh yeah, you got um, some extra spells. Did you take some cantrips? Yeah. I did, yeah. Okay. I did. So we're gonna have to work out a spell focus for you because okay. I know that you can't cast spells. Mm-hmm. Any spells that require your focus, you won't be able to do it with both your hands used up unless you take like a warcaster feat. Oh okay. Um, but we'll 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 figure it out. Okay, we'll we'll talk cool. more about that. Here's a question, and you don't have to yeah. answer it, you know, this you could consider it spoilers. Do you plan on Sebastian taking more warlock levels? Or do you I know do. yet? You do. Okay. I do. Cool. Yeah. How many? I don't know, right. but I, I right. at least a couple more. I think. Right. Cool beans. Cool beans. Anything yeah. else you want to say before we move on to uh, the next portion of our show? It's been a wild ride. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. All right. Sebastian. Uh, Sebastian. Uh, as a viewer, Sebastian is like the scariest character. Oh yeah, definitely yes. without a doubt. Hundred um, percent. All right. Well, with that being said, let us move on. This is Space NN. More on the conflict that is becoming known as the Great Galactic War. The Goblinoid Republic of Acheron has become involved in the hostilities as they have officially formed an alliance with the Draconic Star Sovereignty and declared war on the Cyber Federation, the Elven Empire's historic and political ally. This was a move long predicted by stellar political experts as the Goblinoid Republic and Cyber Federation have had ongoing hostility over the last century. After the fall of major UFSS planet Sagojan last week, the tactics of the Holy Elven Empire have become increasingly clear. By conquering Silog, the historic breadbasket of non-Elven nations, and moving to Sagojan, it is speculated that Elven forces are aiming on cutting a dividing line through UFSS space toward the galaxy's center. By seizing an indispensable resource planet, while making transit between distant regions increasingly difficult, the Empire may be looking to starve the UFSS of manpower, food, and transportation. The Star Sovereignty is currently working on assisting the UFSS with transportation of necessary resources and rumors of a coordinated counterattack to push Imperial forces out of UFSS territory is underway. Unconfirmed reports claim there have been sightings of one of the three Nova Kings leaving Neo-Arcosian space. While the current estimations of loss of life are not entirely reliable, Experts calculate between 1.5 and 2 million have been killed in action, with 4 million wounded in the preceding months. We've returned. And, uh, Percy. Yes? On your way to Shardlar, um, you find yourself, of course, on the Brunhilde, and we are going to open your scene in Watt's workroom. Um, okay. You, Primina, and Watt have, uh, been going over a lot of like the information evidence you guys have found but more important than that you guys have just been chatting like old friends <clears throat> and Watts kind of danced around the detail how do I say this Watts been more like small talking like he's been avoiding conversations on the bigger topics mm-hmm. and at some point during your guys's um, spending time together Watts says from my dear, I can't tell you how good it is to have you back in safe. I'm sorry I haven't asked this yet, but 
how are you really how are you how are you holding up and prim turns to you guys and she says well about as well as one would expect from someone who is uh, a galaxy wanted criminal and who may be the cause of galactic war and it's just come back from now but it really is nice to be home how have you two been super fair um you know good i am also wanted fugitive uh <laughs> shame killer here of, <laughs> killer of all boat. things <laughs> elf and uh, otherwise <laughs> uh, uh other than that you know i'm okay i'm a little bit worried about you prim i know you were like kind of you couldn't transform when we were getting out of uh Kiboros and getting out of hawking harbor yeah um i, I guess uh i should have mentioned this probably before but on on a note of what you've just said also the patterns on her skin have changed they are different than they were before oh shit are they missing still because i remember there's a portion of the missing last time right? it, okay so before when she was in Kiboros, it just seemed like a portion was missing now yeah. it's more like they've been rearranged so it's hard to tell if something's missing Oh, interesting. Okay, okay. It's like a different pattern. Still still symmetrical, as far as you can mm-hmm. tell. And uh, Watt has gone ahead and done a sketch of it, but no one can make anything of it. She doesn't seem to be able to transform. And she says, well, I feel mostly fine. I've never really had good control over my transformations anyway, so maybe it's just withdrawal from the whole planar experience. I, I'm really not sure. Hmm. but I can't thank you guys enough for doing everything you guys did to get me back. It was, I'll never be able to repay you. Yeah, of course. You're part of the family. It's not expected for you to pay us back. We're not just going to let some nasty devil guy <laughs> trap you. I was way with you, yeah. <laughs> yes, and beast, our beauty and the beast you, so let's... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that was never going to stand. You guys think it's weird that uh, Gaston is the beast on the inside, and that beast yeah. is the beast on the outside? <laughs> I think that's the point of the story. <laughs> yes, dude. Well, you said I, uh, I was uh, I was referencing a Dungeon Cast episode we did recently where you responded in the exact same way. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you for this beautiful gift. <laughs> well, obviously, I feel still the same way. So I still feel okay. the same way. So all right. Well, what says? Back to this conversation. Yeah. 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 I I thought we'd lost you, like we've lost so many in this lifetime. It's all just become so much, constantly being on the run from every government and galaxy, caught up in some universal mystery, as a way of keeping one distracted. But when we lost you, Prim, it all came rushing back. Thank you, Percy. You and Sebastian for bringing Prim home. Yeah, of course. Did you, you, you hung out with Dag and Dirk, right? When they were here? Yes. You partied with them? Such a relief to see them alive. Yeah, definitely. It's been, uh, you know, some welcome good news in a uh, otherwise clusterfuck of bad news. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. Well, while you were all away, I sort of threw myself into the information we've learned on the mysterious adventure of ours. And I believe I've begun to connect some of the dots, if you will. Care to have a listen of what I put together? Please, share. Okay. So what 
he kind of stands up a little shader and he begins to prepare what obviously he's probably written down somewhere. Oh shit, he gets his PowerPoint out. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so, as one would expect, this all begins with Primina. I think that is fitting, as I am fairly certain her name is a reference to the prime itself, which is, as far as we know, the progenitor world from which all life stemmed. Likely the world which you, Percy, and young Sebastian both hail from. But we will come back to that later. We know Prim is an artificially created being. She was engineered by the scientist Archimedes Zahn with the technology and support of three governments that is beck and call. The Elven Empire, the Cyber Federation, and the Illithid Empire. Now this is in and of itself a remarkable um, a remarkable event as the Illithids are openly hostile to all other nations and historically so towards the elves. Meanwhile, the Holy Empire is a tyrannical military magical powerhouse with little benevolent intent behind any of their known actions. What could bring these two to a common cause is a question that needs to be answered regardless of the fact that we know the arrangement did not work out in the end between the two. Now, we do have a likely motive behind Dr. Jean's involvement in Primus creation. Lady Maladala provided us this information. One scientific research paper Jean ever wrote, The Quintessential Theory of Genetic Apotheosis. Now, I've read over this paper myself. But do either of you know the meaning of the word apotheosis? Um, I'm a biology expert, would I? <laughs> uh, it's not a biological term normally, no. <laughs> Then I don't know what the hell you just said. Please <laughs> Jack Google. Push I, no, you could. Push yeah, command. you could. You could Google if you want. But he's just asking. Kind of, I'll, kind, I'll, kind of redundant. I'll super just like in his face, like put up my my put up my bracer jacket, just Google space Google it real quick. Well, as your as space Google Spoogle. will tell you, it is Spoogle. the achievement of the highest developmental stage of any one thing. It is in philosophical literature commonly used to refer to the process of becoming a deity. John was obsessed with, obsess, you know what? I'm sorry. I got to drop the, the accent. We're never going to get through this if I don't drop the accent. <laughs> as, as Watt talks, it's, it's magically his accent seems to fade into the background and you can understand everything he's saying very clearly. Oh, yeah. Cool. John was obsessed with concepts since his youth and his theory speculates that eight species of humanoid alive today carry the remnants of divine genetic code from pre-prime deities. He named these species as human, tiefling, Asimar, Genasi, Dwarf, elf, dragon, and goblin. And that the proper manipulations of such genomes could be the secret to immortality and even true divinity. And apparently, the Elven Empire believed that Zahn was on to something. So we know from my blood tests on Prim that her DNA has eight times the amount of genetic code of the average humanoid, and that her code is essentially 16 unstable helixes kept from cascading failure by nanotech more advanced than anything I've ever seen before. We also know that there are, again, eight species with divine bloodlines on was interested in. The same eight he entered the Ziggurat on Amaluth with, which is the location he discovered the ninth lost bloodline, the Orcs, who were wiped out so long ago, most do not remember they ever were. I propose that our Primina and her predecessors were Zon's attempt at creating a being close to something resembling a god. Finding out he was missing an irrecoverable piece of the puzzle drove him to develop the nanotech to stabilize the eight genomes in replacement of the missing ninth. Primna is a successful result. She gives off readings very similar to Ethereum. Do you know the ancient name of Ethereum? What it was once called long ago? I'm sure I have it written. I'll allow you. I'll, I'll, I will. <laughs> Apotheosium. I like that. 
<laughs> um, no, go ahead and uh, roll a new history check if you wish. Damn, son, the elves got your fucking orc arm. They did. They super, super did. We're gonna yep. fight a I believe Zahn did guy. say, or someone said that he now has the keys to the... Uh, yeah, all the keys to open Kadath. Um, you were holding all the keys to Kadath in that arm when they cut it off? <laughs> damn right! God damn it. What did you get, Jake? Uh, I rolled a nine with a zero in history. You do not know. <laughs> <laughs> that That tracks. <laughs> you, your blank stare tells me you don't was once long ago called Godstone. I don't What's back. <laughs> I don't he know what left. <laughs> I, I don't know what the connection is, but I seriously doubt it is a coincidence. But now Godstone was what they called the Prime World? No, what they used to call Ethereum a long time ago. Oh, yes, and he's yes, you know, yes. Primina gives off the readings of Ethereum and yeah. I don't he says, I don't know what the connection is, but I seriously doubt it is a coincidence. My dice box fell. <laughs> but now we are brought to our next question why why go through all of this spend all this money in top secret work with the state enemy work with state enemies and fund a scientist ri ridiculed theory on a whim the elves already have biological immortality the ruler has power unto a god himself and his people truly believe him to be divine so why bother with all this for this we must look at the legend of the prime and the source the nursery tale Zon recited to Primna in her youth. The story of the nine monarchs that leave behind a treasure of unsurpassed value. Zon claimed in his message on Manzacor that this story was true, albeit misrepresentative. The monarchs in the tale referred to deities, likely the nine tied to these sacred bloodlines, and the treasure they left behind was their power. Zon mentions a lost city, Kadath. I have no information on, a, on this city, or indeed anything under this moniker. According to the tale, the only way to claim the lost treasure, city, power, is by the return of the nine divine bloodlines to the place they hid it. But nine bloodlines did not exist, only eight. Romina was probably created as an artificial key to attempt to trick the gate, door, portal, or whatever opening um, into opening. But without the ninth bloodline, it failed. So the Illithids built a time machine, despite science telling us this should be impossible, using Primina as a power source. From Anador, son of Jandar's last message, this is the point where the illicit elven relations sundered. The Emperor wanted the orcs to stay extinct at all costs. But why? Does he fear them for some reason? And why would the illicits assist the elves in their endeavor to claim some legendary unnamed power in the first place? Zahn's final message claims there is some dark and ancient force beyond the stories at play here. Maybe the illicits and elves were unified in their fear, said Entity? I'm not sure. This is where we need more information. There's definitely something unsettling about how certain events have played out. According to Prim, her time-traveling mission was a complete failure. Her ship crash-landed, killing all aboard by herself and putting her in a deep stasis. And yet, a member of the Ninth Bloodline happened to wander right into the ship and awaken her, and one of the three individuals to travel back to the future with her, who for all intents and purposes had no ties or knowledge of our present universe, is suddenly secret allies with the Illithids, whom he has never theoretically met and betrays us after we had just been lured as far from safety as possible. It cannot be a coincidence that they knew we would be there, even with the ages hiding our location. We are still missing so much. So now we are headed to Shardlar to find the answers. I'm sorry for my long-winded abridgment of all we have discovered, but... So much has happened so fast, and I thought putting the pieces together would be helpful for us all. Yeah, definitely me. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. You know when you uh, when you put it, when you lay it all out like uh, uh, 
You are correct, Watt. There is some shifty stuff happening. Uh, did you you did you see the murals that we found at the ziggurat of the of that dark entity that the god or that the orcs worshipped? Yes, I did. Yeah, there's there keeps that keeps on reoccurring. Um, this crawling chaos. This I had a. a I don't know if you ever heard, I had a vision of uh, just a giant darkness eating, uh, just swallowing up stars, uh, just millions of people dying. Did um, you share that vision? Uh, I know I shared it with the boys, oh. uh, I think before we went into hell. I can't remember, but I, I think I did. Okay. Not my new boy. But yeah. Did I not? I thought I had. With the new new before boy? Before we... Yeah, with Echo, not with because this happened after Carter. Oh, okay. Yes, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I thought were you talking about scrying or are you talking about the thing that happened before the scry? Before the scry, like when I had that vision from I yeah. think in the last Echo, interlude. I think Echo only knows about the scry. Oh shit, maybe I did. I I could have sworn. Yeah, because I think if, that vision not, that vision was actually a while ago. That was uh, the yeah, Sebastian yeah. Crenshaw trial episode. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> which was Carter still on board. Yeah, I don't sure. think Echo knows about that. Then uh, this is the first time he's hearing that. <laughs> okay, all right. No, I had not, but uh, I, I do have knowledge uh, that druids have uh, visions sent to them by the spirits they worship. Uh, yes, the the galactic. I could have sworn I told somebody about this, but uh, the galactic spirit uh, shared it with me, and uh, it's something I've been pondering upon uh, because it does seem like the. Kind of the missing piece. You were there with like a bajillion other druids. Yeah. I was, yes. Yeah. yeah. So maybe you're thinking of them. Yeah. Maybe you're thinking about your other friends. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm thinking of you guys. What says, uh, well, that vision certainly does tie very neatly in with all the info- other information that we've received. Yeah. Um, yes, the the murals in the ziggurat are quite disturbing. The orcs were worshipping some sort of dark entity, uh, Maybe this entity is the same one Carter betrayed us for, the illusions are with. It's really hard to discern what is truth and lie here, but it's uh it's especially hard when uh this this Oh I guess I wouldn't know that. Never mind. I was gonna say especially hard when this being doesn't want to be known, but I don't think I would know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know that for it. sure. You might, but... you might have insight into that with your scry. Because you know, like... with the scry, and I think I had That's tried true. to research the the ziggurat mm-hmm. murals, and I couldn't find anything. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I will say that. You can just like that, a, make an assumption. Yeah, <laughs> that I'm assuming this well, this thing has stayed nameless this whole time. Yes, uh, it was seen, according to Jean's uh, last recording, something about the last 100,000 years. So <sighs> hopefully... Uh, the gift he has for Primina on Shardlar is of some help for us and has some of this information that we are missing. But enough, enough talk of all this. Let's uh, let's go have a drink. Sure. <laughs> and with that, Watt leads you guys off. Um, is there anything else you want to do before we move on to the next scene, Percy? Uh, you know, I'll just hug Prim. Because <laughs> I'm sure talking uh, about all of that and a lot. Uh, recapping all of that probably didn't make her feel super good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just hug her and just let her know. You know, um, we went into hell for you. We'll do it again, and we'll kill uh, 
you know, all the elves and the Cyber Federation and the we'll kill them all. and Carter and uh, this big black, uh, I don't know she, even what this is. Percy's low-key like, For you will you. burn a path. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clear way for us. I will yeah. watch this galaxy burn before they let you hurt them again. Um, yes. I'll just commit some genocide. Yeah. We'll so be, everything that bothers Prim, us will be gone. Prim hugs you back and she says, <laughs> I, I, I can never thank you enough for everything you guys have done. But I honestly feel like there's been more than enough death. We, we just need to stay focused so we can reach the end of this, whatever that may be. Definitely. Just, uh, you know, I just meant it like we have your back, as we always will. And um, She says, I know you, know you do. She gives you a big hug, and I have yours, too. Hey, let's go get <laughs> Yeah, drunk. she's grabbing go the fur on drunk. your back. She's like, I got your back. <laughs> <laughs> got it. All right. Well, uh, you guys wander <laughs> off for your drink. And if there's nothing else you want to do specifically, we can move on to the next oh, scene, sure. um, which I believe you said you wanted to commune again with the Galactic Spirit. It's been a while. You haven't really had the chance um shit you haven't even been in the galaxy for a bit Um, very true so how do you want to do this do you want to do you want to take your tea again do you want to do that whole whole that seems like the the only way i can yeah (laughs) Um, i mean other ways are probably more complicated but this is the way that you were taught it's the way of your master and mentor so it's now your way um getting high as fuck Yeah, you eat a lot of mushrooms that you've been growing. I'll get, uh, you know, I'll, you I'll trip get on some accident. You know, by mistake, <laughs> I'll get some of those super mushrooms. Uh, make a good tea, blend it with the tea, mm-hmm. uh, and just you know, burn some good sage or something. You know, like get a good bake in the, in my room and just <laughs> there we go. Yeah, it's and just the, it's the yeah. whole Grinhilda, and everyone knows. It. Yes, yeah. What is that? <laughs> so, um, uh, so you yeah, have to get in that contact meat. high. We're smoking meat again. <laughs> So you do this, and you, um, before long, find yourself uh, awakening on the surface of your spiritual sphere. You know, the wide ocean, the open starlit sky, the galaxy above, all that. Mm -hmm. And um, you're actually left here um, in the quiet peace that is the spiritual realm for longer than you probably thought. Mm. I think the, the last time that you communed with the galaxy spirit, she came pretty quickly. It was um, pretty, yeah. But this time you're kind of left there with your thoughts. And I don't know if there's anything you want to do in this intermittent time. I know we haven't really planned anything for this. but Yeah, I was going to ask, uh, is there, is it just like a, like the astral sea kind of? Like, is it literally only my globe, me on top of it and just wide open space? Well, kind of. So it's a wide open. Um, it's just mm-hmm. wide open o- ocean, if you will, ocean, on all sides. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But you, but when you stand upon the water, it's like you're standing upon ground. Uh, okay, okay. You do find um, oh, go ahead, like in Naruto. <laughs> I do, I do know exactly. Yes, uh, I'll just um, kind of get down on my knees and like sit down and just kind of, uh, I guess, reflect, enjoy the enjoy the peace because it's like we said, it's been a while. So <laughs> now show everyone I, your T-shirt. Hmm. Oh yes. Oh, what do you got? Oh shit. Super dope. Like that. Like that. <laughs> Just like that. Got you. Avatar Definitely style. like that. All right. Meditating so you meditate and reflect on everything that's kind of gone down. And maybe after mm-hmm. an hour or so of time in the spiritual realm, you hear the call of the galactic spirit as she sails down to your spiritual sphere. Again, she's so massive. She takes up pretty much the entire uh, um, horizon with her that's form. Awesome. But this time, instead of landing before you and kneeling down or landing beside you and lending you her wing for you to climb, she lands 
behind you. And she looks up at the stars above you. And she lets out a cry and the sky begins to shift. And the stars begin to whir past, almost like hyper, like you're going into hyperspace. And you're moving outwards. And then you find yourself in view of the entire galaxy. And you begin to see lights going out. And you've been through this before. You've seen this before. You know what represents the war. You're seeing millions of lights blink out of existence as the war takes your life. And you hear the galactic spirit cry in pain again. Um, and then the galactic spirit, much like the last vision, she looks up. And you you look up with her above the galaxy and you see again this roiling, bubbling darkness. Um, more massive than even the galaxy as a whole descending down and wrapping almost its tendril-like extensions of itself down as if to grab the galaxy and then there is a shining beacon of light from above the galaxy um on its very outskirts if you will between the galaxy and this darkness and it shines brighter than any star you've ever seen in your life and the um the darkness as it comes up against this bright light it is reels back and then it moves forward again and it presses and it, there's as if there's this entire barrier coming from this one shining light that extends around the entire galaxy. And as the darkness presses, it can't go through. And the phoenix lets out a cry and in your vision, you, your, your horizon zooms in on this light. You zoom all the way into it and you see the shining, sprawling city of crystal and light. And then like that, you're sucked back into your original position and the light goes out and the barrier cracks. And when it does so, not just the barrier cracks, but it seems the reality holding the stars and space together seems to crack. And then it shatters and you are descended into darkness. And much like Sebastian, you awake in a cold sweat. Oh shit! Okay. And the Doom soundtrack is playing. <laughs> <laughs> I can just hear it through the wall, and I'm like, "Fucking Sebastian!" <laughs> so if you leave your hand on the table, it oh, still, still shakes everything. Yeah. <laughs> so Percy, um, you also leveled up. Uh, I believe you're now level eleven. If you want to tell our audience about it, uh, I did. Uh, you know. Not much changes. <laughs> the a simple one shit. for you. Okay. Uh, it's pretty simple. I just get access to uh, level six spells, which are very long. Oh, yeah. That's oh. pretty fucking I was big. Looking, pretty uh, yeah. I was looking at them earlier today, and uh, I got some very nice possibilities yeah. coming up. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I just get one slot. That's pretty much it. Okay. Well, nice. still. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, level yeah, six. I mean, your level fives are already brutal. So, oh, yeah. yeah. It's starting to be some game changing <laughs> sort of shit. All right, we're going to see what happens. Um Yes. Nothing else, no no feats, no ability scores, no nothing. Uh no, not until next level. All right. Well, then if you don't want to if you have nothing else to say about Percy, I think it's time for us to move on. As the war continues to ravage the galaxy, more and more victims and onlookers ask themselves one question. Why?
What really sparked the conflict that has now embroiled so many nations into galactic war? Was this fight truly an inevitable clash of superpowers unable to coexist peacefully? Was the terrorist incident involving the infamous Primina and Sebastian Crenshaw a fabrication like the DSS claims? Or is there a deeper conspiracy concealed beneath this story? Little information about either alleged criminal can be found through any legitimate avenues, and for all intents and purposes, these two now galaxy-famous individuals seem to have materialized from thin air. No previous records of their birth, life, education, criminal records, or citizenship have been provided by every single inquiry. If not for the countless sightings and reports and video footage of certain incidents involving the duo and their cohorts, one would begin to believe that they were a complete fabrication altogether. Now get this, the two have been spotted in various locations through the galaxy, accompanied by an albino female fearbog or singer and a male human. Since their initial departure from Outlaws Horizon, they have become involved in the Blood Gala Tournament on Nomag One's Star Warm City, which they won and fled with a 100,000 credit prize. Now I've heard unconfirmed rumors reported that they were spotted on Zovra a short time later, and though there is no hard evidence, the bounty hunter group, the Black Scale Crushers, were found murdered at a local harbor. The Crushers were known to be actively hunting down this group. Then we have reliable reports of sightings on Psylog, and again in Outlaw's Horizon, of the group fighting, and get this, the legendary bounty hunting guild, the Freelancers. The freaking freelancers are after these guys. Whether the crimes of this group are fabrication or not, someone, somewhere, wants their capture at all costs. Who are these guys, and what is it they know or have done to justify the start of the most terrible war seen in over 1,000 years? And with the refusal of Primina, Sebastian Crenshaw, and their group to turn themselves in, one must ask if the blood of millions is on their hands. Okay, so uh, let me get this straight. You two are from the past. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You two are from the now. You are from a laboratory. Mm -hmm. uh, big blob thing eating starts. Yeah, uh, yeah Shardlar Doctor Zone. Very scary. Uh, and, and what was that last bit? About the city and the light? Oh, yeah, I just... Uh... The galactic spirit showed me some shining beacon in at the edge of the galaxy holding this blob thing back. Uh, and then it stopped holding it back. And then uh, everything went to shit. Ooh. Okay, galactic spirit. I knew it. Vic All right. Victoria uh, says, essentially, we've seen a lot of shit. I mean, I've seen plenty just being here for a, a short time, so yeah. uh -huh. I can't imagine what the, the depth, how, how all that feels. I don't know if that's Kadath or not. I, I guess we'll have to see. Yes. Uh, you know, I've done my research. I know, I know what, uh, what the news reports of you and what your, what your bounties are. Uh, <laughs> very, you know, concerning, but it all, it's all starting to, to, to add up to me. All uh, exaggerated and uh, propaganda, not 100%. Right. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Look, I I've, we are angels, and you know this. I've got them to know <laughs> you. Uh, well, I wouldn't quite say angels, but yes, <laughs> you, you are a uh, you are all family, and uh, you you are very accepting, and it's it's been a pleasure. I've not uh, I've not really known uh, that sort of uh, you know that's kind of social. 
that social bond, uh, it's it's eluded me for some time, right. honestly. Do, do you mean friends? Uh, yeah, the whole shebang. <laughs> friends, uh, family. I have uh, more uh, consider them, and they consider me uh, associates. Um, people that are very useful, uh, where if there is something to to barter, something to, to trade, then there is value. Uh, but otherwise, you know, the conversation gets very dry. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, bounty hunters, I, I know them. Uh, mechanics, I have to know them. The people that will, uh, you know, maintain my secrecy and safety in certain places. You know, there's, uh, there is a code among us smugglers in the universe. And, uh, you know, it, it's not very, you know... Maybe we get a drink here and there, but otherwise, uh, hard to say. You want to keep things on the down low. I want to stay on the down low. That sort of thing. It it worked out, but uh, it uh, it's kind of made me realize how uh, lonely uh, things can be, and uh, to have something to fight for, it makes me feel uh, complete again. Uh, to have something to. Some purpose, something to drive and, and achieve and, uh, and to quest. You know, we're having a good time uh, fighting for yes. uh, the recovery of a, of a damsel who is, uh, so, sorry to say, somewhat in distress. Yes, oh, and, uh, Trust me, I was very distressed. Uh, so, so, yes, yes, very, uh, very uh, mm. fairy tale. You know, it, it was good to get back in the shit. Um, and, and now here we are. Uh, and that's it's it's a lot to take in, uh, Victoria. There's, there's a lot more than meta surface, and the surface was very, very murky and unclean. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, you know, uh, we have trust issues. <laughs> clearly, clearly, yes. Yeah. yeah. Victoria um, says, "Echo, you've done so much for all of us here by helping bring Prim back, and you've been nothing but upstanding. Um, and we'd be more than happy to have you along for the ride." But I feel we've told you our secrets. It would be nice to get to know someone we're welcoming aboard the ship a little bit better as well. Like, who are you really? And why are you so different from any other elf anybody has come in contact with? What's your story? Uh, so Echo's uncomfortable. But, right. um, Do you want a hug before you get in here? Before you start this, she gives really, really great hugs. I'm not too much of a hugger. Uh, You're gonna get one, but okay. Whether before or after, you know, it doesn't matter to uh, me. You're uh, gonna get one. You're part of the family now. Let's just play things out. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell yourself, there's tell a tell lot. There's a lot. Um, when I say that I haven't had any of this, uh, you know, these familial type stuff, um, I mean, I mean, it's been ten years. Since I've spoken to anyone really uh, in any sort of meaningful way, uh, it's it's hard to explain. Um, my my mother and father they are they are like the other elves. They are they have this this divinity inside of them. This this biological immortality. Um, if they are not struck down in battle, it is assumed that they will live forever. Um, the lifespan of an elf is is long, but uh, it is a uh, it goes without saying that that is uh, a little bit ridiculous, don't you think? Uh, mm. But uh, they they escaped, they uh, they fled their planet and their people, and uh, 
they sought to start society anew in a way that uh, matched their ideals. Um, they've thought very deeply about these things and these matters, and they've passed those ideals on to me. And so uh, I embodied them. Um, we invented, uh, we reinvented a, f a form of, of combat, of so our sorcery, the blade song. Uh, what we feel, uh, it is unique. And when we use our abilities, uh, we feel that power amongst all of us. Uh, those who know its secrets, uh, we, all, we all feel it together. And um, I had not used my abilities for that same amount of time, uh, 10 years, until we made it into the Void Hero. Uh, I was f forced to use it. Um, yeah, some, we almost died. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, something that happens when you use the blade song. It is a. It is not just a tool for combat. It is a. It is a uh, re reliable way to reestablish mental fortitude, um, and to see things for what they truly are. And um, doing this, it it dredged up some old memories, and. Things I, I did not want to think about, things I, I did not ever want to think about again, but it, it made me realize truly that I was running from my past, that I had rejected everything that had made me who I am. I, in those 10 years, I, I learned new ways of fighting, I learned new ways of survival, and I, I attempted to continue the mission given to me by my people uh, to hinder the Elven Empire and to keep our homeland safe. Uh, I've been uh, infiltrating supply lines, uh, turning in false bounties, that sort of thing, just to poke and prod while I have seemingly nothing but downtime. I practice my skills of, of thievery and smugglery, that sort of thing. Um, but it is with, uh, without a doubt that my people know that I still live uh, at this point, they have certainly felt my presence as I have, uh, unless there's something weird about the void Harrow that would stop it. But I, I don't think so. Uh, um, Victoria says, so your people know your whereabouts or just that? Just that I am. Okay. Just that I have, I have used the blade song as a, it connects <clears throat> our spirits. And what says, so you're telling me there's an entire society of these alter alternate elves that are not like the biological immortal ones we are accustomed to. Uh, yes, I suppose that is one way of framing it, but that is correct. Uh, a whole planet. Fascinating. Well, yes. Um, your secret will, of course, be safe with us. I should certainly hope so. <laughs> uh, in embodying uh, the, the ideals of my family, my parents... Uh, I was given a code name. It's code name Echo. My name is Arcadian Galanther, son of Arcadia, son of Arcaeon, the second child of the Blade Song. Victoria says, "Well, you guys seem to names very similarly to <laughs> your empirical uh, counterparts, <laughs> but it is a beautiful um, name." Thank you. Um, uh, so. Yeah, that's um, Echo. Kind of seems uncomfortable again. Okay. Uh, did you guys have any questions for him, or anything you want to say? Actually, Seb Sebastian's going to walk towards him and say, "Echo, 
I've been standoffish this entire time. I didn't know if I could trust you. You have proven yourself to all of us. I want to say welcome to the family. And he reaches out his hand to shake his hand. Oh, definitely. Nice. Yeah, that feels good. Yeah. I do a handshake. Cool. And then I come up from behind them and hug them. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Prim, Prim, I squeak like a squeaky toy. Prim runs in and gives you all a hug as well. Oh. Welcome to the family. This is much appreciated. Yes. <laughs> I can't breathe. And okay. if that's where, uh, if you guys don't have anything else, I think we can end our scene there and we'll move into the next scene. Um, you know what? Uh, how are your, where are your mom and dad? Are they still at, at your home planet? Yes. Uh, they are, they are at home. I am assuming. Okay. I, I actually think it might be time to make a call. That'd Not right now, but yeah, like yeah. soon. <laughs> I'm sure you know 10 years. They'd love to see you again or hear from you. Yes, it has been some time. And Echo looks uncomfortable again. Yeah, sorry. Uh, you know, orphan, uh, <laughs> displaced by time, so I have kind of... No, yes, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I apologize. I, I understand it must... It's not, it's not, it's not. <laughs> it is not for, uh, it is not for no reason. I understand. Later that evening, Echo returns to the Starling. He fires up the ship's communicator inputting a sequence of codes to establish a two-way line between himself and his home world. Mom. Dad. It's been a while, hasn't it? Codename Echo. We feared you had abandoned rank. Status report. Enough of that, Arcadia. Our son calls. I have not heard of him speak in ages. I share this sentiment. I apologize. You are sorely missed, my son. Tell me, how do you fare? We have not felt our song from you. Until recently. (laughs) There has been an excessive need for it. Our people. No. No, but I fear they will come soon enough. I've recently made some very curious friends. I think it would be a wonderful idea for you to meet them. Then I take it the weight of this matter is most pertinent, yes? We'll begin making preparations. Assuming we'll be home soon, Arcadian. There are things that must be done before I am able to return, but I promise I will see you both soon. Pray for your safe return, child. Now tell me. What did you see beyond the shadows? I saw... I saw truth. I see. There will be time enough for counsel later. Let us light our path, Orkidion. <laughs> of course. In response to these words, Echo activates his blade song and begins to chant alongside his father. When shadow cast upon my heart, the light, the light of, of mine that remains. My, my spirit summons forth our song, united, united once again. again. And 
and with our power comes the call to forge the world anew. Ignite our mighty spirit and remind us of our truth. Now speak your truth, my child. I am Arcadion Galanthor, son of Arcadia, son of Archaeon, the second child of Haven and the Bladesaw. I am an elf born free from the bondage of our ancestors. I am sworn to use our song to carve a path toward a future in which we are free. Brian, um, so Echo is also level up, and he's now level eleven. So, what do you want to tell the audience yeah. about your level up? He uh, he's talked to Papa, and Papa <laughs> Papa and him have connected, and and I've leveled up. I've taken a leveled in wizard. Okay, Ooh, um, cool. So I'm now a level eight wizard, a level two fighter, and a level one rogue. Ooh. Um, so this gives me some a, an additional fourth level spell slot. Nice. Um, I don't know if I'm taking additional spells alongside that. Maybe one. I believe you're supposed to learn new spells with each level up. I can't remember. I'd have to look at the wizard. Yeah, thing. I think I learned too many last time. Maybe mm-hmm. I can't remember. <laughs> I'll take a look at all that again, though, because we have some time before next before I'll be actually be casting spells. Yeah. So I'm going to yeah. take a look at that specifically. Um, so in my downtime, I also want to read that book, William, that you gave me. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You could spend 48 hours. Like we can even say it's- it was 48 hours. I thought it wasn't that long, but um, Jake was right. I was wrong. <laughs> So that's going to boost my intelligence up to 20. Yes. Um, Goddamn. Which is bringing me to the plus five. So for my level up, I get an ability score increase or a feat. I took the ability score increase. So I'll be taking two points to my dexterity score, which brings that up to 18 for a plus four. So my base AC is up to 17. But my Blade Song AC is up to 23. Oh, shit. <laughs> is that higher than Sebastian or the same? Yeah, no, I got 22. Oh, my God. You or guys wait, are monsters. Wait, is it plus my intelligence? So it's fu- so it's actually 22, oh. I think. Okay, oh, okay so it's on par with yeah. the guy I can never hit. <laughs> yeah. Um, with my damn. shield, it brings it up to a 27. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, so that, that's fun. So all my avoid my my... My power of avoidance has gone up once again. Oh hell um, yeah! So my deck, because my deck save is is I don't I'm not proficient in that, but it's a plus four for just the deck save by itself, which is not too bad. It's real big. Um, yeah. So my HP, I think we're all still rolling for our HP, which none of us have done yet. I haven't yet. No. Um, oh, so you so guys haven't done one, your HP yet? No. Um, so on this one, I get a D six. Okay. So plus my con, right? You guys want to so, roll it now? Yeah. I do. Yeah, so I can sure. go for it. Um, so I'll, uh, well, why doesn't Freeland go first since he always is supposed to right, go first? So now, since it's a warlock, it's going to be a D8 yeah. plus con, which is a plus two. Uh, that's a five plus two. That's seven. So it gets me at 120. Nice. I was at 113. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> uh, I also rolled a five plus two, so seven. So I'm at 72. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to roll a brand new die that I got for this. Ha! 
I rolled a fucking six. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So I get a six. Pl- I get seven more HP, which nice. is still. So fucking you all bunk. you all gain seven HP. <laughs> <That's fun>. Yes. <laughs> hey, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Triple seven, Triple man. Seven. Let's go to Vegas. That's a good. A good, uh, a good lubricant to go into the next <laughs> arc. Um, so she's so coming out of pre- hell. Yeah, yeah. Coming, right. out, co- coming out of hell, wet, ready yeah. to ride. <laughs> oh boy! Anything else about uh, Echo's level? I think that was it, man. There was, I mean, obviously, all of my scores associated with those increases are going to. So, like, my intelligence. I randomly have a plus five to nature. I'm not proficient in it. Yeah, well, you're just a super smart <laughs> um, boy, so. Yeah, just that's smart how it is. Boy. I'm the smartest I can get at this point yeah, uh, without true. some sort of weird. Item, I'm not so. sure if the book allows you now that you've gotten to 20 to go beyond. I think the book. I think the book can put you above 20, oh. but maybe only if you're oh. at 20. I'm not sure. I got to go reread it. So because that's oh, not a okay. custom item, I pulled that from the DMG. But um, I'm still gonna um, partition my stats yeah. uh, accordingly. So that's that's did. information you should know. So I'll, I'll look into it. <laughs> Sure. Um, so if I get do get an ability score increase later, yeah. If you if it's possible to go to intelligence, yeah, yeah. Potentially, okay. we'll see. We'll find out. All right. Yeah, that's that's basically it for Echo's level up. I I didn't take any rogue or fighter stuff, so all that stays the same. Alrighty. Oh, here's actually something. It's not Echo related, and I forgot to mention this in the Percy episode. But that staff that you have, Percy. Oh yes. Pulled up yeah. Horizon, um, yes. That is a plus one staff of programmed illusion. Wow. And with it, you can cast. Uh, it has one once per day the ability to cast the spell programmed illusion. Um, you can look it up in your place handbook. It's just a, basically a, a mass illusion that you can pre-program to be what you want, and that's, um, cool. and that's what the Mystic used at the beginning of the episode where you fought her. Nice, cool. dude. Magic. Uh, that does remind me also that Echo um, wanted to work on an, a new item for himself. Okay. Uh, maybe we can tie it into like I'm smarter now, so I can do a thing. <laughs> sure. That was like what were you bef- trying to do? Bef- I want to convert my um, my carbine, my gun, mm-hmm. to um, to soul bind it and have it be um, used. Basically, I want to use the hilt of my sword mm-hmm. that I pull from my pocket hand dimension. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it called? My pocket hand. I pull it out <laughs> of my pocket hand, and my nanotech will now uh, form to make my carbine. Okay, cool. That works. For- just a sim- Yeah, just a simple like. It's just an aesthetic uh, upgrade, really. Yeah, all the weapons are, um, or and like the weapon can't be taken from me. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah. That's that's fine with me. Yeah, I think that's perfectly reasonable for you to uh, okay. be able to make. Um, um, so that's kind of Echo's thing. He's just going to keep working on his nanotech, which is not as cool as Prim's nanotech, apparently. And doing and doing yeah and doing stuff that um, to upgrade himself. You know, you know, I get a plus one to the sword, but nothing bonusy to the gun just yet. Just the soul bindy stuff. Mm. That's that's pretty much all I want to want to do otherwise outside okay. is the is the plus one to attack and damage yes nice nice there are plus three weapons out there guys yeah get ambitious <laughs> um well okay so, oh, um, go ahead. echo so echo wants to follow up with um the huttenberg situation okay um, because him and percy have sort of talked about it and we sort of done some digging, mm-hmm. and right now we're looking for leads, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, there were some leftover things, I think, in Carter's room that haven't really been mm-hmm. messed with. Yeah, I think I can't remember. I think we mentioned uh, Carter's laptop, and like weren't able to get into it. Yeah, I, I always pictured it as like a hardwired console, like in the room. Okay. but it could be a lot. La- it could be a laptop, no problem. Yeah, um, yeah, whichever works for me. So basically, Carter's. Um, Carter's computer, like his personal hard drive or whatever 
is, was um, quarantined by the ship's computer. So whatever was, bad stuff was going on in there wasn't couldn't get out to uh, affect the rest of the ship's brain, essentially. Um, so I think I think we had talked to Watt to figure out if he could like get in there and see maybe mm-hmm. and figure out if there are clues. Yeah, and so he's been working on that, and I think he he figures out a way to uh, play back some audio files that he found in in all the corrupted data and protected data, and he invites the party to listen back as he plays it back. Uh, yeah, okay. we're down. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I kind of, I kind of picture us all going into Carter's room together mm-hmm. um, as a group, getting the chills a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, as Echo, Echo feels the soul of <laughs> his master, <laughs> me, Brian, <laughs> and another, and another fantasy body. Uh, no, but um, I just kind of for this scene, I just pictured Watt like kind of jacking in to the computer. Yeah. And then sure. um, what happens next is this. A deeper conspiracy concealed beneath this story. And that's how we're going to end today's episode. The Great Galactic War. What really sparked the conflict that has now embroiled so many nations and a male human? materialized from thin air. This is the Super Quest Saga. If you guys like the show, if you like what you do. See, I told you it wouldn't be that... Why? Involving the necessary resources, infamous Primina. Leave a review on iTunes. Little information about fabrication, cutting a dividing line, unconfirmed rumors, increasingly clear. Um, but yeah, tell your friends. I'll get this. 1.5 and 2 million have been killed in action. Murdered. Only <laughs> <laughs> hunting down this group. With 4 million wounded. Wants their capture. Infamous Primina. Primina. With their families. Bye. Bye-bye. Talk to you guys later. And I think yeah. uh, from there we call it, call it, call it, call it, call it, call it. of nightmare help help and i think yeah. uh, from there we call it again bye Bye-bye. talk to you guys later <laughs> help your boys out <laughs> help 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 <laughs> <laughs>